right, delicious. Here we go. Delicious brains and damages. What's <laughs> up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Witchfinger Horror Podcast. My name is Yasmina. <laughs> Almost forgot that for a second there. <laughs> Uh, over here we have uh, Mildred. Over here we have Mildred. What's up, Mildred? <laughs> Mildred. And uh, over here we got Gertrude. Hello. Hello, Gertrude. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and uh, tonight <laughs> we're watching Brain Damage. Brain Damage. Yeah. Fun fact about this movie: this was, in fact, fun fact, the very first. Uh, movie that we ever watched together as a quote-unquote podcast and this we had an episode that was never aired for a very good reason it was like a tester to be like pilot. yeah it was a pilot and we kind of like um shelved it after because we were like well this it was we like could a do tester. better yeah we were like it let's was see if we're funny yeah, yeah yeah but i recall it was my birthday and we had just come back from the keg so we were full of like a steak dinner red wine and we're like ready for bed and things were happening in the movie and we were like so that's happening in the movie right now. Do you know if it still exists? Yes. Like, do you have? Do you yeah, have, it's like, on my hard drive. The yeah, sound yeah, quality yeah. is probably atrocious. Oh my god. Well, maybe like, one day we'll like release the like very very first like episode zero for fun bonus material or something. But when we get our Patreon up and running, yeah, fucking one, finally one, one sweet day. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, we're gonna put our true professionalism to the test tonight and uh do brain damage for the second time yeah. for the first time so this is our the good i guess the the good second brain damage episode yes. and zero episode zero is just like one day you'll get a shitty brain damage episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> Except, oh, I, I feel like we need a precursor. Um, what time is it? It is, as we record, it is 9.26 Central. I don't know. I'm making this up. I don't know what kind of time it is. It's Are we Central? Eastern time. Eastern, 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 Eastern time. Standard. Eastern Standard. Um, so 9.30 Eastern Standard. The girls got here just before 7, and we've been drinking ever since. So it is now 9.30. We've been drinking since about 5. So, like, as we come into this episode um you you all must know that half of our brains are here and half of our brains are truly damaged it's uh fact (laughs) 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 oh she's pointing at me with vigor (laughs) i I concur with that statement so Um, just bear with us (laughs) words are hard uh right now well fucking Whatever. Everything's hard right now. Life sucks. And uh, the world is bullshit. But we have been looking forward to tonight um, for a couple weeks. And in preparation, we're sending each other voice texts, uh, preparing alcohol consumption details, dinner reservations, uh, fucking... No-come zone, you know? (laughs) 
Are you gonna swallow, not swallow? Yes, pictures. We finally got around to that that conversation that every group of friends comes to. Do you spit or do you swallow? Comes to. Let us know know in the comments. Yeah, in the comments. In the comments. In the Burton comments. Ew. One who looks like Burton Cummings. It's weird. Is he hot? Uh, no, you know him. Oh, I thought you meant I actually knew Burton Cummings. Because he's in the Who. He's in the Guess Who. <laughs> <laughs> okay, already this is um, a, a great episode. This is and a- way better than our pilot episode. Another level of shit. From so- what I remember, that was a while ago, like five years ago. Oh, it's been longer than that. Can um, you believe we've been around for five years, dedicated listeners? Five years. I know, and we still haven't got our act together. Isn't it no. incredible? Act? What's that? <laughs> I What's an act? What does that I even mean? It. Like, honestly, like, our level of professionalism yeah. is incredibly low, and I just love it. So do and I. And I think that's why people love it, too. Yeah. So yeah. this is kind of like a fun celebration. We're coming full circle. We've done more than 50 episodes now. Yes, more than 50. We're not sure how many, not, but we I know it's even, over 50. 50-something? <laughs> I don't like, know. What number is this? I don't fucking know. But yeah, so here we are, fucking coming full circle after 50 episodes in five-some-odd years. And, uh... Yes. Yeah, New location. Is- We're recording in a different spot tonight. Still professionals. We did upgrade our microphones, though, so that's fucking something. Yeah. We did do that. Listen, brain damage. Um, go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Who wants to start? Yeah. uh, Brain damage is a 1988 American comedy horror film written and directed by Frank Henenlotter, who is, I guess, best known for a fucking basket case. He's a fucking legend. Straight up. He's a legend. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about him, I find, is that he hasn't done that many movies. I guess, like, there are many legendary people like James Cameron who haven't done that many movies. But, like, what? He's done a few. Yeah, but he, like, he hasn't done more than ten movies. James Cameron? Yeah. He's done a bunch of documentaries, though. This is true. A bunch of documentaries. But, like, yeah, so, like, Frank and Frank used to come to Shockstock um, when conventions in Ontario were still a thing, and he he's at every single one. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Van Hunten. Yes, that's what I meant. Y'all, yeah, okay, yeah. we'll post the picture we'll get of... Because uh, he's a, a cute few. little thing. Oh my fucking God, Kevin is a wonderful human being, and uh, we met... We not only Not to met take away him, from Frank. My bad, my bad, my bad. We hung out with him, and he was a wonderful fucking human being, and we have a photo of us with him and a Belial prop. And it was Kevin fucking so put the hand of Belial on my throat <laughs> and like pretended like it was like choking me. And like, that's still one of my favorite pictures of us. I, I just love that he's like just super into, uh, like into the whole thing of it. No. I thought you were going to say rock carving. Cause Frank's been does. to Shockstock too though. I'm sure he has. No, Frank's who yeah. I'm talking about. No, I'm still talking about Frank. I'm sorry. Yes. No, I am talking about Frank. He's been to Shockstock a oh, bunch. Oh, oh. Yes, he I has. I haven't met him. Yes, he has. And he's a cute little man. He He's a cute little man. And I'll show you right now. Right. Um, yeah, so 1988. Brain, brain damage is I guess considered a cult classic movie now and one of Frank Henenlotter's most well-known yeah. movies, I guess, other than Basket Case. But in the beginning, it was actually critically and commercially panned, and it seems like he's, like, kind of bitter about it. Um, and there was a lot of drama, I guess, surrounding, like, its release and, like, trying to 
you know, get get it out there and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's really strange because personally, like I know that Basket Case when it came out instantly, people were like, it's fucking, they loved it. Even as shitty and low budget as it was, like immediately it became this like cult exploitation kind of like hit, I guess, quote unquote. But Brain Damage, I think, is in many respects kind of a far superior movie. Uh, budget is better. Like there's a certain like aesthetic to it that I think is kind of cool, but like apparently everybody hated it and they just yeah. wanted another basket case. Well, the uh, the thing about um, the budget is uh, so basket case was a uh, thirty five thousand dollar yeah. budget, oh, and um, but th- that movie was successful enough to be able to budget brain damage and given him um, a budget of six hundred thousand and at the time you're right like people hated it and so over the years it's become more of a cult classic and um we'll get into hen and lauder uh later because he has an interesting <laughs> hen and lauder later hen and lauder later <laughs> i'm surprised i actually fucking enunciated that properly um, and I've had some whiskey. We'll get into some ahead and later, Lauder. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is—he's a legend in the B to Z movie mm. and exploitation uh, community and like history of film. And um, yeah, we'll get into him later. Right now, we have started the movie, and this fucking babe, babe. Babe, Babe, Rick. He's very pretty. Yeah. Well, Frank agrees, actually. he Frank thinks he that thought Rick he was, too pretty. was too fucking pretty and is the reason why they put the uh, lip cut there yeah. that he's got. And because he wanted him to look like more like of a badass. Yeah. And they shot a scene where he explains how he got the cut on his lip and it was from like a fight the night before. But. The scene wasn't included in the movie, so at the beginning of the movie, he's got this, like, fucking cut on his lip. Minimal. And you have no idea. But it's a minimal cut. But it is. It, it doesn't look that, that bad. Look at this fucking guy, man. He's like, gorgeous. He is, he's a silver fox now, too. He, like, I haven't seen updated photos. He looks exactly the same, except with fucking silver hair. You know who he looks like now? Uh, Balthazar Getty. Really? He looks exactly oh, okay. like him. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, Balthazar. Yeah. Fantastic name. Great name. Yeah. Great, names. great name. Also a very attractive Many man. Many syllables. And oh, other silver fox. Great, great, all around great. Getting a boner over here. I think, <laughs> I think, so I, I almost wonder if Basket Case was so much more successful because its level of outrageousness. Mm. Some people who want like those cult films want them to be like so bogus and over the top and like just like so absurd that like no one could possibly get it but them. And this mm. might be just a little bit more cerebral. Like, you know so. what I mean? Yeah, like sometimes yeah. people just like they gravitate to the the absolute crazy where this is crazy it's a yeah. crazy movie but it's not basket case it's not silly like it is but it's not you know what i mean like well, it's, a, it's a little bit and more the reason why is because it's a metaphor for drug addiction that's what i mean like it's a little bit more cerebral than basket case yeah. so i feel like people don't didn't maybe they it's just weren't into it until elmer shows up and starts talking and then it gets fucking yeah. into the basket case well once he pokes out your jeans yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Once it creeps I mean, out your you pee can't hole. put him back. <laughs> well, you know what I love about uh, Frank? And uh, in the research that I did, he is very adamant on using 35 millimeter film. And I love that about him because even until this day, like his most recent projects are like, no, they have to be shot on 35 film. I love that about him. And um, an interesting uh, fun fact about brain damage. Uh, originally, it was titled Elmer the Parasite. I don't know why they didn't call it Phallic Parasite. <laughs> that would have been a great, yeah, a great fucking like, name. Elmer's, he's a little bit... Uh... He purposefully used to tell people that. Like, he would, like flaunt it yeah at uh like any opportunity that he would have he would just be like yep um i want it to look like a fucking dick but that's what i mean like how is this not advertised as uh, like i know i know that trauma is is actually like a like a label type situation but this to me is so trauma because it's such a penis yeah like it's a it's a dick. It's a ball sack. Like I'm looking at a ball sack, a talking ball sack right yeah. now. And and they're all buddies. Like, yeah, this is exactly. New York. That's what I meant, right? Like they're yeah. Like I love that he's in like the New York film scene of like the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and like him and Lloyd are like buddies, and they work together on some things. And exactly. I love like that. The um the thing that I love about Henenlotter and Trauma is like that the New York style. <clears throat> Like, the buildings that are, like, reused, the grainy look of, like, the 35-millimeter film. Uh, like, we're watching it on Tubi right now, and it's all, like, cleaned up. Yeah, because I believe this is the Blu-ray, and, like, like release but that's me and Morgan on. just recently watched um, Frankenhooker with your mom. Yeah. And, um... P.S. <laughs> my mom it was love. Yeah, and we watched, like, the, vid- the, 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 the video, the VHS... <laughs> And that's the quality that I personally is a quality that I admire about the sleaze and exploitation genre of like the 70s and 80s. And it being in New York adds a very special appeal for me personally. I guess I might be a little biased because I love I love New York. It's like one of my favorite fucking cities. Um, So we're at the part where where Elmer is uh, fucking sucking his neck is injecting him with his psychotropic magic he's like it's like that part on alien right where like the the face hugger inserts its business into your mouth i feel like that's what he's doing it's like a reverse face hugger it becomes kind of like symbiotic in a weird way so they clearly are like feeding off each other and he just came in his pants and uh he's caming yeah um you know what is interesting about the stuff about new york that you're talking about is is how I don't know, like, it seems like a lot of filmmakers that, you know, were around in that time when New York was very seedy are, like, super in love with it. Like, anything that I've read about Frank Henenlotter, he just talked about how incredible uh, New York, especially, like... 42nd Street. You know, like, like, uh, Times Square? Yeah. It Right now is a tourist... Oh, it's all tourist It's a tourist trap. But, um, it used to just be fucking like peep shows and seedy shit and yeah I, and like, that's the new york i wish i even saw i can remember going to new york in the late 90s and seeing the last remnants of 
of that being sort of on the outskirts of Times Square, mm-hmm. and it's still like I still remember peep shows in Times Square. Yeah, but they, you know, now it's just like everything is just so you know cleaned up and like uh, it's like Tokyo, like gentrified. It's, it's literally. Uh, Can like, you just briefly? Um, Explain to us what exactly a peep show is. Is peep is a peep show what we saw on like The Crow, or sorry, sorry, not The Crow. Um, I'm trying to think. You know where there's like girls dancing. Yeah, that's what it is. You go and you pay and you watch the girls. And you're dance. alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was in the and, Crow. Like, literally, literally, you, the crow like, oh, you get to God. see like get, a yes, little, I mean a little bit too. of something. Fuck. But also, a lot of them were like the triple X City theaters. Like that's a lot of yes. like lot of like the like. You know, like, but a peep show isn't. It's like the red light district in Amsterdam. Like you walk down the street and there was like ladies in the windows like dancing and they're like, "Come on in." Well, yeah, and no, you, you would go in and you pay money and you, you get can either like, watch them or fuck them. You like there's a like, girl dancing and then you get like a little bit of a, a yeah, show and right. then it's gone. But like there's also the triple X theaters where you go in and porn is playing or like exploitation movies. Where Pee Herman, like Herman got yes, caught. exactly. Yeah. Where Pee Wee Herman was touching his Pee Wee Herman and. It- <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now we digress from the movie I've been quite a bit. I with the red light but, district. That's totally different. But but here's it's the thing about about if you if you're running a, a theater mm-hmm. where you're playing pornographic films, do you not expect people to jack off? Yes, yeah, I don't understand. So what, what was the Pee Wee Herman? What was the Pee Wee well, Herman? Because he's a celebrity and like fucking like, the show was that, the kids. That's the point. You're supposed I to know, jack off. But like back then though, like it was taboo for a celebrity who hosted a kids show right, to be caught sure. okay, in fine. the theater. But now, what but would you all do the if people you were who were like woman. real, like us, were like let him jerk off. That's what the theater yeah. is for. I remember when that shit fucking happened man it was in the newspaper and i remember reading it and being like that's what it's fucking for just let him fucking a- except except now it's like fucking pecker now it diddle is pecker except for now as a full-grown woman with my own like sexual everything those theaters <laughs> those theaters are not created for women because for women to jack off, a sitting position isn't always great Let for Let me us. tell you. You know what I mean? Well, they're not for women. They're not for women. I yeah. have an incredible story about a woman going into one of those theaters, oh. but I'm not even going to tell. I'm not going to tell it here because we should talk about the movie. Patreon, but, Patreon, Patreon. But I'll tell you afterwards, and it's one of the most fucked up stories I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't know this story. It's just not conducive. Those theaters are not conducive to women getting off. It's nope. a man's world, baby. Yeah. Well, the men are the customers and the women are the performers. And who gets more money, though? The but women. I like seeing ladies naked and shit. That's yeah. what strip clubs are for. <laughs> I'm not going to jack off in a strip club, bitch. Are you trying to get me killed? Yeah, no, oh, no, you might get a job. <laughs> you might get a job out of it. Oh man! Well, the '80s were a fucking crazy time, man. Like, it's especially true. in like the porn industry. Um, but Forty Second Street was like famous for the sleazy sexploitation exploitation films that were shown like in that one theater and there's actually a documentary um about this and uh there's a guy his name is uh michael jingold and he makes all these like short docs that are like 20 minutes like 10 minutes long where he goes and like finds the locations of all these like b movies and like shoots them like he and he he's also an actor and he played the suckling like he's the guy who actually plays the suckling 
What, like the tiny thing that rolls down? Well, like that's a puppet. <laughs> but like when he, it's full he grown. He plays that aborted fetus right? that rolls I know, down right? I, he's also in the Lost Souls documentary, Really? Actually. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but, he is the suckling. Yeah, he is the suckling. But yeah, this, that, see, this is why I need a time machine. Because, I mean, not just to go back to the 80s to fuck Sebastian Bach and Rachel Boland at the same time. Yes. <laughs> also, to, li- like, I know, I know Times Square was also dangerous at the time but it would have been cool to experience it and uh, Morgan I'm jealous that you got to see it like the late 90s there was a small percentage that was still like that but I still remember yeah. it there's a seedy aspect to it but it's gone now and like I love New York still till this day especially Brooklyn and Manhattan but uh I definitely like when I'm watching trauma movies or like any Franken uh Franken hen Frankenhooker, Frankenmutter. You know. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a little early for me to mess up the words, but fuck, I don't give a shit. Um, it it really impacts me, like, and my soul. Like, I've always been drawn to New York City. Like, I've just, I've always loved that city. I would live there if I could afford it. And I love Troma and all of Frank Hendon Lauder's movies, like, for that reason. Because there's just something so magical about it, especially for the 70s and 80s. Like, I really, like, even, like, the disco era, I really wish I was alive in the 70s. Like, for... For that, but we'll get back to brain damage. Uh, right now, he's in the car parking lot, the car which garage. is like fucking, fucking Freddy Krueger, like nobody's business. Yeah, that's I all love... I could think. That's all I could think. And I, I also love how the cop was wearing almost like a, a crotch length police jacket and like one of those poofy front police hats. Yeah, yeah. Like he's such a prop, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I love, I love prop costumes. Yeah, same. I love them. Well, it, yeah. It's very, like, Broadway almost. Like, I, I just love it. It's very New York. It is very New York. Yeah, it's I, very love Broadway. It. I love it's it. I love it so much. It's like, very it's theatrical. It's so sentimental and nostalgic, and I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan. And, like, why does his mouth open so largely? It gives me, like, fucking, like, It vibes from the original. Like, you know when he opens his mouth up really wide in It? Yeah. Like, and he's just like... Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm talking about, uh, right now, you guys, I'm talking about, like, the, the dick creature, like, actually, <clears throat> Elmer. Elmer? It's both. I don't know. I saw Right? Like, like Elmer, El- I've seen both spelled. Yeah, I've seen yeah. A-N-E. It's A-E or E. It's like, I don't know. It's it's both, I they guess. They call him Elmer, but I think- It's a fucking in, penis. Yeah. In the in the movie later, like, the, the one neighbor guy who, like, they own, they, like- Elmer was their guy, yeah, like yeah. theirs. <laughs> Elmer was their guy. Um, they say he's an Elmer, but as in like Elmer is his name. That's what they call him. But, but he's Elmer. Elmer. But Elmer is like his kind. But almost. like even like the taglines for the movie are they're very with confused. The yeah. Like one of the taglines is like "Heads up, Elmer's here." Yeah. But it's like Elmer, Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Elmer Fudge. Oh, we got Elmer a, Fudge. We got a, we got Elmer a, Fudge. Elmer Fudge. Yeah, let's talk about some. Let's like let's that. talk about some shit. Yeah. I I have like a little bit about like when the movie was like started record. I guess filming, recording. <laughs> drunk, drunk, drunk. 
Some so, are good and some are bad. So principal, principal photography. Principal, principal, principal photography began. I'm the on principal. January twenty first in nineteen eighty seven in New York and was completed by April. So it only took like three months to film. There was an article that I saw that was an industry article from that time that said that the film's budget was two million dollars, which um, sounds absurd as fuck. But that was literally what was maybe. Frank was False. boasting or something. I misinformation. Don't fucking know. Um, but at that time, <laughs> the film still had the Elmer the Parasite working title, so that was like right. What was going on? Two mil. Can you imagine what they could have done with two mil? Yeah, in the eighties. I mean, it would have been like fucking Top Gun. I know. Right? <laughs> Six hundred thousand dollars is like is pretty good for this, you know, like. Sorry, sidetrack. Continue. Um, Sorry, so yeah, like the op- the film opened uh, April 15th, 1988, and it, on May 20th in Los Angeles, and the Los Angeles Herald <coughs> Times Examiner advertisement stated that the film had won the Silver Scroll for Outstanding Achievement. There you go. From the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. There you go. And I don't... I didn't see... Is anything. any of this true? I didn't see <laughs> anything else about that at all, because it's like, okay, so... The ad the, said The that. ad, when the movie came out in the Los Angeles Times, had that on there, but I didn't see anything else about that. But I know that, like, you know, the Academy of Science Fiction, they, they just hand out fucking silver scrolls to everybody. I don't What's fucking know. What's a silver know. scroll? I don't know. It's probably right? great. Yeah. Who the <laughs> fuck I don't know. knows? But you know what? This movie I, is... It, it wins... Awards of my heart. Aww. It's great. It's great. Frank, we love you. Except, man, his teeth are so... They look nasty in this. Like, he was eating a blue popsicle, like, right they before. Look, oh, my God, I know, right? His teeth look thin, if you mm, know what I mean. Yeah. Like, they look almost see-through, like, transparent. Like, he looks like his teeth, if I touched them, my finger would... Go like, through would, it. Like, not go through, but, like, make it... Like, Play-Doh, like, make, like, a little indent. Yeah. You know, like, but just like, a little... I feel really weird right <laughs> now. <laughs> drug addiction analogy where it's like he kind of starts to get worse and exactly yeah, looking yeah. like a softened eggshell like which gets, is why yeah. when you said la there like la times or whatever considering yeah. this this movie was filmed in new york when you said la i thought of course because people in la can relate not that people in new york couldn't i mean i mean drugs yeah. in new york in the 80s was obviously mm-hmm. very prevalent drugs in the but 80s in LA i just thought the first pain. thing in my head was like like Sunset Strip, like fucking Motley Crue, like heroin everywhere. How is, oh, a tiny brain. Yeah, the spaghetti. I love it. It's pulsating. And, and you know what? Now I remember what the first episode was. So, ladies and gents, the first episode was us not sure what to do. Do you guys remember we would um, tell people what was happening in the movie yeah. all the time? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and now yeah. the brain's and now pulsating. We do the and now That was like they kind of talked about the movie, <laughs> but it was like kind of oh, like suck it. listening to like one of your sister's uh, girlfriends coming over, listening into their conversation, and I appreciated that because that's basically what this is. Like, yeah, we do have a kind of structure because we do research. We have a lot of notes that we obviously sometimes like, address. Oh, uh, Saint Mark Street, he's on Saint Mark. Oh Mars. my god! Ah! God damn it, I miss New York so much. 
cannot fucking a wait one to go hour back photo. Next year. That's yeah. I cannot wait to go back. Anyways, uh, we're awesome is what I was going to say. Uh, we do whatever the fuck we want. And if you don't like it, go suck a fuck. Um, yeah, so um, let's get into um, some shit. I, are we talking about Rick Hurst yet? Do you want to talk about let's him talk first? About I, I mean, I, let's I, talk about the Silver Fox. I only want to talk about him because uh, I'm at a nail salon the other day. It is noon 30 at the nail salon. What the fuck comes on the TV? Days of our, our lives. lives. I'm not kidding. I literally said to them, I was like, is this a rerun? Like, are, are you, do you Did guys you have this recorded? And they were like, no, like Days of Our Lives is still on. Yeah, there's only four soap operas still on. Like, and, and, and I saw like, um, John, John was on, if anyone ever watched Days of Our Lives out there, you'll know who I'm talking about. Like, John was still in the storyline. Like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'm doing my research for this movie. And I'm like, of course, like Rick, Rick Hurst. I, I I don't even have the time. There's not enough time in the day for me to list these off. Um, Days of Our Lives, Guiding Light, Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, General Hospital, Beverly Hills 90210. The man was in every single fucking one. I like there more of my list is somewhere. If you can think of a soap opera, he was in it. But not only was he in soap operas, he won awards. Yeah, for almost every single role he played. Yeah, like he's like won, he won man, daytime daytime Emmys and shit. Yeah, like he won. I mean, he would do like a two part special and won an award for it. Yeah. Like the man is a genius in soap opera acting, which. You have to give him credit because soap opera acting is different. It's fucking rad. That's and what it honestly, is. And honestly, it's like, like they do it daily. So it's like every it day. It takes a lot. You of are endurance. learning new shit. Yeah. But how have these people? You know, not not just Rick, but oh god, he's hot. But yeah. how have have people like John, who have been part of Days of Our Lives for fuck. 40 years how do you not get lost in the character how do you not forget who you well, are when you go in the method actor day. trains in a method actor trains in specializing in becoming the character and this like, guy who are you anymore so, so well but they obviously have to like this, i was literally just gonna say that fuck get the, out ul- my the head. ultimate warrior get the method actor <laughs> The ultimate uh, warrior just became the ultimate yeah, no, warrior. Yeah, he was literally lost in his Well, character. he is a method actor, uh, Rick Hurst, and he slept in Brian's, like, his character Brian's room on set. And um, that's like Jim Carrey, when Jim Carrey became... I almost said Tony Clifton, but kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, fucking Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Like, same thing. Like, they become that character, but, like, you do have to, like, Reminds separate. Reminds me of Heath Ledger and, and some, stuff like that, yeah. Like, there, there has to yeah. be, like, a, a line that, like, you know when not to cross. Speaking of, However, Lady Gaga said in House of Gucci, she lost herself dude, in that role. I cannot fucking wait to see that I can't that believe movie. that Jared Leto is, like, old and bald and Let shit. Let me tell you. What a gorgeous ya. man. Mm, I fuck. cannot fucking wait to see House of Gucci. I love Ridley Did Scott it. and I watched like the extended trailer <laughs> and I was like my heart was beating so fast like that story is fucking crazy that bitch that like fucking hired somebody Gaga? to like, kill him uh she literally like she just got out of jail a couple years ago anyways but well, it's crazy that acting like it, I hear you oh, but it, it's very God. crazy that, that, that story is insane I can't wait to see that fucking movie but yeah the method acting but is, method like, acting is absolutely insane do get might do get like that. Some people, some people maybe might do some get like do, that. Maybe some people do get caught up. Oh, they in, absolutely uh, they in do. The characters. They do. They and like, because that documentary that Jim Carrey did when he got caught up 
being Andy Kaufman is very interesting. But Rick, I think I obviously Rick can manage it in a professional way. And um, fun fact is the only living fucking actor who has appeared on all four remaining soap operas. Yep, that's Isn't that not... fucking crazy? Guys, brain damage. Brain damage motherfucking Rick Hurst. There's only out of... His name history, should be better known. Like, yes, it really, it I really... agree. Like, so he was nominated for Daytime Emmy seven times. Seven times. And, and he, he won, won three? Yeah. And he was nominated for four the Soap Opera Digest Awards, and he won one. And, yeah, like, the only soap operas that are still running are Days of Our Lives, uh, General Hospital, Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, and he's the only fucking living actor... Like, I, I find that, like, fucking insanely fascinating that, like, this fucking guy was in this movie where he's about to, like, have little fucking Elmer pop out of his, like, zipper. Here we go. Oh, yeah, no, we're, going we're right 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 It's fascinating. And, like, we were talking about, like, soap opera, like, acting. It is fascinating because I love 70s soap operas and I watch a lot of Dallas <laughs> and uh like that shit it really does I can see how it could take a toll on you like it's taxing oh, yeah. to, your, to your soul back then in the 70s especially and 80s a lot of alcohol drug consumption so um I can see that getting lost in uh a lot of actors have probably got lost in their characters where it actually like um you know, like the addictions. Well, uh, especially took over the their 80s. Lives. But this guy? Well, especially the 80s, though, Yasmina, because the, in the 80s, directors, producers, blah, 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 they were giving actors the drugs. Now, it, I'm sure they still do. I'm not fucking stupid, but it's a little bit less um, in your face. In the 80s, they were literally handing. It was expected, right? Like Judy Garland, for example, it was expected that she did drugs. Like, you have to. And so, like, in these, like, early soap opera times, I can't And it's interesting that I know, you're no, actually... No, but you're actually, like, coming to a good point, Megan, because sure. um, yeah. what you're saying makes sense for this movie because Brain Damage was written as a metaphor for kicking coke habit. Oh, coke like, yeah. is the worst! So he... It like, this whole ya. movie ya, is man. based off of, like, It's fucking... delicious. Yes, it is. It's delicious! <laughs> So we're at the fucking blowjob scene, and it's well known There's that the crew walked out. Yeah, the crew walked out of the fellatio scene oh, because it was apparently too much. That's fucking oh. lame. So you're you're trying to tell me that the, the cast and crew or whatever walked out because a puppet was getting a fake blowjob? That's got to be the lamest shit I've ever heard. Like, who the fuck did you way hire over the top? to work like, on this that's movie? Bullshit. You know what I mean? Because like, it's funny porn because, like, in the 80s was and crazy. Especially because, like, the first movie was Basket Case. So uh, Belial fucks a dead yeah, fucker. But, but <laughs> apparently that also was another Hen and Lodge movie that people walked out on like apparently that <laughs> scene bless, Frank. a similar incident happened during basket case and when belial was fucking that girl people walked out but yeah no like look at there's like the there's dripping. a fucking like a drip yeah on the fucking now uh, i wonder if Elmer it's because cost. it's non-consensual maybe <laughs> i mean because she shit, clearly doesn't want to have her brains eaten out by this pretty, fucking it's pretty graphic but it's like Please. And like that's the thing about exploitation. That I agree. Is 
appreciated. Like, it's like they trauma, man. Like, they go to the extreme in a comedic fashion. Like, it's like, it's satirical and like trauma. Like, trauma's a little so more, more trauma's shit. a little more self aware, though. Like, I feel like this is still. Like that uh, was a lot. It, it was it. That was. I would have been not laughing so, my it's ass not self-aware, off if but I like was that's one of the crew. right. That's it's so fucking sick and demented. It's hilarious. But at the same time, it's like this is a high. That's a highlight of the movie, and also and it was cut. From I'd the theatrical say release. a fucking highlight of <clears throat> many many movies. Like that is a, a memorable scene. One that's like. And another uh, interesting fact is New Line. <laughs> New Line were originally interested in distributing this movie, but when uh, they the watched partners, it, no, no, when the, their partners watched the oh the, the release, they were like they just refused after the screening to distribute it after after watching that's this movie. That's so fucking stupid. Fucking conservatives shitting on everything that's fun. That's so fucking stupid, <laughs> Honestly, man. Honestly. <laughs> like oh, I just ah, ah, but, but, man but, but man but man you know, but I, I love Nick. Ah, ah, I fucking ah, love ah. man but I don't know I find man butts have a lot of hair I like it I think it's adorable it depends on I what, think though. it's adorable because like it's, sometimes it's they're cute. real flat and weird and like I don't like that I but. love your fucking flat hairy butts okay. I, I love how he's literally taking his underwear off because there's fucking some chick's brains all over them. Like he's like, oh shit, I'm. And so like and he's looking like at his period underwear. Yeah, and some bum that's not life. George Buckflowers, unfortunately, is gonna show up. And be like, <laughs> George Buckflowers. <laughs> George Buckflowers was like, my budget's too big. For me. <laughs> I know, right? Oh no, just just kidding. Yeah, it's the neighbor. I still love the blue lighting, though. Yeah, I there's love so much whatever light. lighting there's a lot of blue doing. I love it. And I think blue is Elmer's blue. color. Right, it kind of so like it, shot it, up. It has that. Um, shot up. No. It kind of shows his influence <laughs> throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, another inspiration for this movie was the Faust story. Actually, yes. I read that because, and I was yes. like, mm, "That's interesting. That makes sense." And I have a correlation um, with like uh, televangelists, actually, because. The thing about this movie is um, it's a parable for drug addiction and Elmer is like, oh, like, you know, I promise you like a life free from worry and all you got to do is like let me inject you with this like stuff, you know, and that is the Faust story is like basically like the story of like, oh, making like a pact with the devil, yes, of course, but yeah. like obviously there's like a price to pay. And uh, the price that you pay is your soul. Yeah. And say, drugs are kind of a metaphor for in that way, as in well. A way, and absolutely. like I kind of correlate that with televangelists, and like they're very preachy with their like you know give me your money and I promise you like good things will happen. Oh yeah, in your I life. promise your salvation. Right. And uh, which I, you'll yeah, only discover I, after you're dead. How right? fucking yeah. Right. I kind of find that this movie, the parable of like drug addiction and like the promises of like a life like free from worry is mm-hmm. like very very similar to organized religion yeah. and televangelists and yeah, stuff like I that. Yeah, I can see that. In a way it's a drug, I suppose. Oh, I fully I fully uh, like adhere to this. Yeah. To this belief. It, it totally is. It's totally this like it's going to make me feel it's like it's like um going into that box. Oh, there you go, bitch. Going into that box where you um, tell the strange man your your quote unquote sins. Yeah. It's this that same rush, right? Like, oh, 
it's like, oh, I found someone to tell me I'm a good person. Everyone likes being told yeah. they're, and it becomes addictive to those, to those, and it, of course there's a fucking cause. Yeah. Of course there's a fucking cause. Doing my research and I, like, came to that, like, No, I, 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 I fully like, agree. Ah. I think that drug addiction and people who are addicted to religion, it, I think it's very, well, very, very similar. I feel like there are parallels between those things because both, in a way, involve filling a void feeling good within yourself yeah and so without it's like, doing any work yeah you're missing without yeah, doing any you're work. missing something or there's a void uh in your life or you're you feel like you're unfulfilled and drugs fill that hole but religion also fills that same hole and you don't have to do anything again you don't i like my hole to be empty so it can whistle when i run but it, it only wind. fills it temporarily oh, I like my because hole when you be come full. down from, <laughs> when you come down from the high then that's when the addiction starts, and same thing with fucking same cults. thing, yeah. same and thing, religion. bitch. So Jerk I'm for Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Do you remember the time when you were like teenagers and you were like, dude, I found this website where people like jerk off to Jesus, and I was like, what? I would, I would. Mel Gibson's Jesus before he got all fucked up near the end of the movie was hot. Hail Satan. Yeah. Hail Satan. Yeah. I mean, Mel Gibson does, that's for sure. Mel Gibson can pose all he wants. He hails Satan. I fucking hate that guy. Gib? The old Gib? He's a piece of shit. The Gib rib? Yeah. Gib jib? Go fuck yourself, Gib jib. Gib jib? <laughs> okay, um, and we're A back. fun fact about Elmer. Elmer. Elmer, the gurgling sound is actually Rick's stomach. That I've, they recorded I've, I've in the studio. That. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, uh, for some reason, it's probably IBS. We all have it. <laughs> yeah. Rick Hurst, his stomach gurgles when he drinks coffee. And so, well, Frank, I mean, no shit. I mean, yes, shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, you all know what laughter sounds like. Um, yeah, Rick, uh, yeah, went into the studio and Frank recorded his stomach. His tummy. <laughs> gurgling, and that's the sound for Elmer. Fucking funny. You're fucking funny. You're fucking funny. I love you, shut up. <laughs> this fucking neighbor is all like, I'm, I'm hot too, and Rick's like, fuck you, there's a lot there's a lot of people in this movie that like literally have done no other movies though like this guy is one of those people the girlfriend he's got giant eyeballs he does giant yeah Yeah, there he's is that a primus cool did he have Slayer and then on the yeah, other there's, side Primus? Uh, no, Bajas. Oh, it was ba- Bajas. Oh, it's Bajas. I thought it was Primus. Okay. Actually, yeah, this guy, George McDonald. He was. Law and Order. He Sorry. didn't do a lot Kill of shit. Kill the Kardashians. <laughs> Sorry, Morgan. What were you trying, trying to say? What were you trying to, to talk say, Morgan? about the movie? <laughs> Don't, you're scaring my dog. The brother guy that you were just talking about with the big eyes. Uh, the only thing that I read about him that I thought was interesting was that he was in a movie that Al Pacino directed. Did you what? know? No. Did you know that Al Pacino directed a movie about the Richard III Shakespeare play? <clears throat> because apparently he loves that shit. And that guy, the brother, is in it. I didn't and, fucking like, know this. And, like, Winona Ryder is in no! it. No! And... So it's called, right? No, if Winona Ryder does another period piece, I'm gonna kill myself. But it's she not was a period so piece. bad it's in a, Dracula. It's a movie she about. So 
It's about it's a movie about actors loving Richard the Third. What? It's called Looking for Richard. I'm not what? kidding. Looking for okay, Dick. What looking for Dick. Bitch, story of my life. And yeah, no, directed my by mind Al is blown right now. Oh my and god. So it's like parties involved discussing the play, the times that shaped the play, and the events that happened at the time the play is set. Fucking Winona Ryder, Kevin Spacey, Alec Baldwin. Kevin What's Spacey, it uh-oh. It's called Looking for Richard. Guys. Looking for Zig. That's a bad movie. No, no one no one cares about a movie that's about a bad people. Movie. It sounded like you're from New York. Yeah, that's a bad movie. No one cares about a movie about people who like a play. That's stupid. Also, interviews. That was with, awesome. Interviews with British actors are included. At att- attempting to explain <laughs> why American actors have problems performing Shakespeare. Like, why Americans are so bad at Shakespeare? Because they talk like this. I mean, I don't know what you want. It's fucking uh, I'm going to go to a Broadway show. I'm going to go to a Broadway show. But like, literally, the guy who plays his brother is is like one of the top billed people of that movie. I gotta alongside with like Kevin up. Spacey, Alec Baldwin, Winona Ryder, and... Alec Baldwin. I know. Here's the thing. We all know Kevin Spacey is a freak. We all knew Kevin Spacey was a freak before it came out that he was a freak. You can tell how by watching his movies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, have you, has anyone ever seen American Beauty? Like, he plays the roles of his life. I kind of love American Beauty. I love Beauty. American Beauty. I li- it's one of my favorite movies, of course, because I'm so artsy. But it's a beautiful movie because Kevin Spacey plays himself. A total fucking weirdo. I, I have heard good things about House of Cards, though. House of Cards is apparently great too. No, listen, listen, I have watched House of Cards. It's incredible. I'm sorry. The, the problem and I'm is, I'm very sad that it never got to be resolved. But but once you know the facts about his life, when you watch him act, like when you watch him act those well, awkward roles, you're like, Ooh, back that, that makes it back even to that more method awkward. acting thing. It's like sometimes you get cast in the role of a lifetime because it's your lifetime, right? Um, I just want to say one thing Was before he in Star we move Wars? on. What? No. Maybe. The new ones. I don't the new know. Ones with, I, the the I new ones forgot. with the guy. No, the new ones. Not the new ones, but the old new ones with Jar Jar. Was he oh, in the ones with Jar Jar? I blocked. No. Was Kevin Spacey no, in the Star Wars movies with Jar Jar? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're wrong. <laughs> no, he's not. With However, <laughs> I want to say one thing. Oh my God, one, one thing before we move on from fucking uh dick face kevin spacey <laughs> one movie that he did was actually incredible oh, another movie Jed. besides life is a house life the life of david gale oh never mind the life of david gale with Kate Pax. that was an incredible movie. i actually heard k-pax was an incredible no, yo, no i'm not but kidding i've never, never seen incredible. it but i've actually never seen it but the life of david yo, that gale movie is fucking is incredible great. It's great. It's got Kate Winslet in it. And okay, it's, it's about great, the death I penalty. Her. I love her. And they him and a friend stage a fake um murder, but it was really like a suicide. And murder! So he's on Murder. Murder she wrote. Jessica Fletcher can fucking solve provide a solution for you. Anyways, um <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Angela Lansbury massaging herself in a bathtub. Hey, let Which me tell you what. Know. Angela Lansbury, I've been watching a lot of murder. Angela Lansbury She's in the same being. cinema as Pee Wee Herman jacking off to a porno movie. There's a fucking story. There's a fucking <laughs> There's movie. There's a story. There's a movie. I've been watching a lot of Murder, She Wrote. We like jumped from like Kevin Spacey to Murder, She Wrote. And, and you know why I think he was in Star Wars? His last name is Spacey. <laughs> Space because Wars? Because he's in fucking Space. Space Force. Oh my god. Okay. 
I have to fucking. Can we wrap up our thoughts? Yes, guys. Yes, let's wrap up the thoughts. Let's get back on track. Okay, point one. Life of David Gale. Great movie. Point Watch three. it. Second point. Murder, she wrote. Sometimes I'm watching it and Angela Lansbury kind of looks like Gowron. Like, there are some moments <laughs> where she's got, like, the bug eyes going and when she comes up with her epiphany. And I'm like, she fucking looks like Gowron. Yo, Gowron. I can see that. I can see that. Totally. Google fucking Gowron. Ooh, no, this, Sauron? this part is nasty. Gowron. Sauron. No, Gowron. He's a on. on. Um, Gowron. Sorry, guys. Gowron. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. I don't give a fuck, man. Like, this is what our podcast is it's all about. It's absolutely about it. It's but, chaos. So right now we're at the scene where he's, like, he's trying out. to um, detox from Elmer. And Elmer's singing and laughing at him. Yeah. He's pulling wacky shit out of his ear and screaming. He's um, that's not wacky having... shit. That is eight Well, no, it blood. was wacky, but now it's just blood. And he's screaming for a very long time. But Angela Lansbury looks like a fucking Gowron, man. She's got those big round eyes. She doesn't have almond eyes. She has round. She's got Gowron eyes. It's like it's like that Corey Hart song, Erasian eyes. <laughs> Gowron hungry. She's got fucking. Oh, I mean that. She's got ah, that fucking Clint Eastwood song. Wait, what did you say? Gary Oldman. Corey. Corey Haim. <laughs> So now he's trying to detox in yeah. the bathroom, and this Here's the drug Frank, thing. Frank yeah. was like, "This scene was tough because fucking detoxing from coke, it's not fucking fun." Well, especially yeah, like, and it's like that. Addiction in general is is nasty. You guys, there's good drugs and bad drugs. Just do but speaking good of drugs. Frank, how much right here in this scene does he remind you of Frank from Hellraiser? Yes. Like literally, like Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank, yeah. yes. Like in that little, like half naked on the floor. Is he singing opera? Yeah, he's singing. Uh, this movie also kind of reminds me of um, the uh, babes in the slime ball bolorama. And uh, that's a movie I suggested that we do for the podcast. At one point, it's got Linnea Quigley, and there's like this little imp. And he talks like him, but he sounds like Shaft. He's Shaft. Wearing, he wears these like little sunglasses. He's like a little goblin. And they're at a bolorama, and it's like a bunch of sluts. Sorry, and, uh, babes, and slime bowl bolorama. Yes, Myrna. Yes. Yes, Myrna. Yes. What was the movie we saw in space with the tentacles? We just saw it. It had what's her name? Me and you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just saw it. A movie in space with the tentacles. We just saw it. It had what's her name in it. And it had what's her name. She's in, um, she's in, <laughs> bless your soul. Oh, I don't know. Ah, what? Ah! <laughs> she's in, um, Natural Born Killers. Juliet Lewis? Yes. She was in that movie we watched. Oh, um. In space with the tentacles. It's not in space, but it's the fucking. The Gerbers. The Gerbers. The Nerd Meet the Hollowheads. Hollowheads. <laughs> yeah. How are they not in space? They're in the universe. It's an alternate universe. It's an alternate planet. But that, what were we talking about that reminded me of that? I forgot. <laughs> so I just want to say that this scene here where he's detoxing and he's in this like weird uh, hotel. Yeah, with the fucking red and black so walls. I'm almost 100% certain that the same hotel that was filmed here with brain damage was also used probably in Frankenhooker and also probably used in Basket Case. I know that in my research, I read that Frank went to a particular 
what he called a welfare motel in order to film Basket Case. And, like, I watched Frankenhooker. We watched it sort of recently. With your mom. Yeah, and this, it looks... Important detail. Almost incredibly... Sounds like a joke, but it's true. Incredibly similar. If it was not filmed at the same place, I would be shocked. Like, the maroon walls and everything. It does look exactly... And to all of our local listeners, this reminds me of The Wick and The Richmond and every other easy hotel over top of a bar. Old school time kind of fucking hotels. Um, Also, the scene coming up where he goes into the shower, the guy from Frankenhooker that pounds on the door is the same guy. Oh, is it? Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you were talking about the, uh, up, um, the building and the locations and like fun fact about this movie, um, because the budget was, uh, small, they couldn't afford multiple running sets. Yeah. Uh, so they had to shoot all the scenes that took place in a, like particular location, yeah, uh, all at once, all at once, yeah. like at one time, so they could like tear down and set up for the next location. Mm. And like movies are never shot that way. No, no, like, I know. Ever. It's like they have multiple locations. But and this whatnot. shit, though, like when they're in the apartment building, what Megan was just saying about the Wick and the embassy is so fucking. Valid. Yeah, yeah. Like those were like the, those were the, our local like yeah, and like all these places are like gone now in the city where we live. But like this is why I love like bigger cities like New York City because like, a lot these of these places, places they still have exist. Not changed. Yeah. Well, they this place renovated. This place in particular, I don't know if this place still exists. And apparently, for Basket Case, at least uh, they filmed there without permits and also for this movie this is the guy that pounds on the door in Frankenhooker um but but but, so they didn't film without permits so they literally they were in there filming but the the motel didn't allow the name to be put in the thank yous because they were concerned about oh my God, being really? sued. Yeah. This is the dude that Yeah, he's totally he's the in guy in Frankenhooker as well. So like legit I'm I swear it's the same It probably is. Place. He probably like knows the owner. Yeah. This is like the dollar store Danny Trejo. No one is more dollar store than Danny Trejo. No, no, no. This you guy, let him own this his guy dollar is the store. dollar store if Danny Trejo was on sale at the dollar store. Okay, there we go. There we go. It's like the big V. Mm-hmm. Like the big V of... Yeah. of but I, I like this guy. I think... Um, oh, look at the size of his... He just like shit it out. Parasite. Yeah, like could you imagine? Ew, it's so... And like it just disappears. But I think... I think look at this guy. The comparison text, is undeniable, right? Like this guy is like tanned and healthy and massive. And then they're showing us like the drug addicted coming down human who is pale and thin. Ooh. Pale, thin, like Right? Sores like this guy is a beast. Yeah, like sores on his skin. Yeah. But this guy's bum is very tight. Yeah. Well, Rick, uh, it's actually kind of funny. Um, he is very good friends with uh, Sean Kanan. And uh, Sean Kanan, uh, they were both in... Um, the bold and the beautiful together and uh they have been friends since the 80s and i bring this up because my 
blog for this month for the Rewind Zone is on Hide and Go Shriek. Ah. And uh, Sean Keenan is in oh. Hide and Go Shriek. And I was like, that, when I was doing my research for brain damage, I was like, Sean Keenan, like, cause they, there was like pictures of them together. And I was like, that name sounds familiar. This guy looks familiar. And there was like, I Googled their names together and they had like a big reunion like together because like they've been friends since the 80s. And I then, love that. Uh, and then they got to play Mortal Enemies on Bold and the Beautiful. Mortal Enemies! But if you Google, if you Google uh, like fucking Rick Hurst and Sean Kanan, the photo that comes up of them together now mm. for like the reunion uh, photo is like two silver foxes together. I'm looking. And it's hot. It's hot. Googling. Googling. And they both read an interview with both of them, and they were both like, age was kind to us. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yes, it was. Because, yes, Rick Hurst aged very well. Like, holy shit, he looks very good. But he, um, he left general hospital in 2016 and uh since then like he still does some like tv shows like i think he was in an episode of like vampire diaries and he was in a random like baseball movie in 2019 but i just want to mention a movie that rick hurst oof big yeah time right big time right wood. right yeah. this guy was in fucking hide and go shriek Look at these. Look at the. They jo- look, look fucking at the good. Jaws. The jaw, like, like they're look at, this, look jaws. look at this fucking picture right here. Jaws like, that hello, can literally hello, cut. Hello. Actually, no. He looks, looks great like, still. He looks amazing. He looks better than Casper Van Diem. I feel like there was an interim period for Rick Hurst that like he didn't look so great, but now he looks good again. He looks great. Like, he looks hot. He looks amazing when he's super young. Maybe well, I want to like. I actually yeah. just want to mention. We just like, like older men. One World. last thing. Yeah, fuck young men. Fuck you. Fuck um, <laughs> <laughs> young men. Grow <laughs> up! Um, he was in a movie, the most recent movie um, that he has done in 2020. And I researched it and I'm fascinated. Um, it's called Aliu, The Dreamer. And it was written and directed by Quincy Ledbetter, who is another new New York filmmaker. Quincy Ledbetter? He's a babe, too. You should fucking Google him. Quincy, you look good. And get this, the plot sounds incredible, in my personal opinion. It's a movie about a world where people haven't dreamed in 30 years. And then the government finds out about one man who can dream of course the government fuck right yeah so yeah rick hurst is a silver fox and um that movie alu the dreamer by quincy ledbetter sounds really fucking cool like it kind of sounds like uh children of men to me yeah like where like women don't get pregnant yeah. anymore and then yeah. they find that out about like the one th- it's like the same thing where great. like it's like that Vigo or man Vigo uh no, no like Clive Owen, Owen. Clive Owen Clive Owen that's yeah. right yeah. that was an incredible fucking movie but this movie sounds fucking rad Vigo like, was it, the road right yes that was yeah Vigo. that's a Cormac McCarthy book yeah, yeah I just read a Cormac McCarthy book and it was fucked fucked one of the darkest fucking books I ever fucking read in my fucking life Blood Meridian holy shit that guy 
You want to read some dark poetry? Shit. You want to read some dark poetry? Read Cormac McCarthy. Same guy who did uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh, you know what? I was dissatisfied. That movie was phenomenal. But I there there was no beginning or end to the movie. You told me that, and I was like, but that's what I like. About that, it. No, and, and but it's just, I only watched No Country for Old Men about 10 years after it came out because... Or not 10, I exaggerate, probably five, seven years after it came out, because I was so scared that it was going to be really depressing. And then I no, watched it's just it. Intense. And, and then I watched it, and it wasn't depressing. You're no, right, it yeah. wasn't depressing. The road it is was depressing. Super intense. Blood Meridian is depressing. But I love, yeah. I love, I love Javier Bo. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Oh! Oh! Have you seen No Country for Old Men more? Of course I have. Okay. Bitch. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. No, but I've here's the movie that a lot of people haven't seen. Is there mother. comedy in it? No. She's seen it. I've but seen she it. got a fucking paper towel on her champagne. Bitch, that's how you. Me to do it. If you don't want to get pregnant, <laughs> you just shove some paper towel in there. I just want to say one last thing though. Um, I just want to confirm that you don't shove paper towel in your twat not to get pregnant. <laughs> Despite what I just said. Sandwich bag ladies. Yeah! So it now I knew so in high better. school I used to fuck broads using Loblaws bags over his dick because he did not <laughs> blah, blah, blah. blah 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 Are you fucking serious? Yeah, yeah, no, for real, for real, for real. I can't say his name, but um in grade nine and ten he used to fuck broads with like Loblaws like, fresh okay, no, no, whatever. No, no, no. Wait, wait, I wait, mean wait. grocery oh, store bags. You couldn't like a Loblaws <laughs> bag is very large. Like, you couldn't even, like, go down to, like, a sandwich bag. No, 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 I went to Catholic Central High School, my love. In Catholic Central, you use whatever you got. If you need to use a motherfucking grocery bag. I'll just put this bag over my dick. Yeah, it's a good thing mommy didn't shop at Farm Boy, because the bags are cardboard. Wait, what are they called? Paper. Uh, you know that product that, that product. is used. back then though they used much thicker plastic for yes. bags. Can you imagine as a woman with a vagina getting fucked by somebody who was using a grocery bag as a condom? I knew somebody <laughs> who fucked somebody uh, using a chocolate bar wrapper. No, as a no, condom. that's worse. That's worse. That's worse. You win. Christmas. <laughs> Morgan pet my dog. She's Crispy upset. Vagina. Crispy vagine is right, bitch. A, a chocolate bar wrapper. Yeah. No, Mr. Big yeah. doesn't make you big, bitch. Girls, I've oh, always girl. wanted to oh, be, be big, big, turk, turk. big Turk. I've always wanted to be fucked by a rapper. We are fucking winning this episode. I'm drinking champagne out of I a bottle. bottle. Yasmina has a half bourbon, half ginger Dude, drink. Dude, I haven't even like fucking gotten into it yet. Like, I got some shit to say about. Well, the you better say it because the movie's about, about to run out. I got, I got some shit to say. You better say it. Okay, I got some shit to say about Frank and. Listen, as long as you guys keep petting my dog, I don't care what you say. I got. Okay, I don't know where you guys want to start. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to talk Frank? Okay, let's talk Frank. He's gone. And then. We'll talk about fucking Jock John Zachary. Yeah. Holy shit! I words are hard. So is my dick. <laughs> That's a bong you got there. Okay, 
Uh, Frank. Frank Hanenlotter. That was amazing. Like, okay, Frank, 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 and Hank and Lotter. Frank and Lotter. Okay, so Frank, he grew up watching low-budget sexploitation and exploitation films in the 60s and 70s in New York City, of course, on 42nd Street. Um, it was famous for showing sleaze. Um, and there's actually a documentary about 42nd Street, and uh, it was a huge inspiration for him. And a uh, fun fact, his first short titled Slash of the Knife from 1972 played with Pink Flamingos. I am a massive John Waters fan. I love John Waters a lot. I met John Waters. Pink Flamingos is one of my top favorite movies. I love Divine. I've read her book, biography, the book that her mom read. Anything that Troma and John Waters touches turns into beautiful magic, in my opinion. So after his short uh, Slash with a Knife played in the theater, uh, after that, he made Basket Case with a $35,000 budget. And then um, the money that he made from Basket Case was the money that he used to finance brain damage. Um, so Brain Damage was his second movie, and then after that he did Basket Case 2, following after that was Frankenhooker, following after that was Basket Case 3, and then he went on a hiatus to focus on the distribution company Something Weird Video. Which seems fucking crazy incredible. Uh, this they is a very, very fascinating, and uh, Frank Henenlotter is a hero in restoring a low budget exploitation sexploitation films in the 60s so something weird video was actually named after hershon gordon lewis's something weird and um they even have a specialty logo for the ones that frank rescued from being destroyed that hurts my soul that there are films being destroyed so he rescues them, and these movies that are released under Something Weird Video have a specialty logo called Franken... Franken, I'm sorry. Yeah. Frank Henenlotter's Sexy, Sexy Shockers. Shockers. Yes, I, I love that. Absolutely love that. love that. So during his hiatus, um, he was trying to finance... This is interesting. Um, Megan, you might be able to contribute to this because, like... I I listen to more like trip hop hip hop. I'm not really like well versed in like the rap. Oh, okay, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, like community, I guess. But like during uh, a hiatus that Frank took, um, he actually originally wrote a script with R. A. the Rugged Man. Oh. And it was called Sick in the Head. Yeah, so... Uh, That's so random. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're fucking New York friends. Like, they're, they're pals, New York yeah. pals. And he's, like, worked with him a lot, apparently. Yeah, like, this fucking guy, like, uh, R.A. the Rugged Man, like, he's worked with, like, Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fucking, no, like, like, Method Man. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, that's that's not small potatoes. But, no, like, yeah, like, 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 that's not small guy, potatoes. I'm, I'm like, the shocked that that happened. Signed when he was, like, 18. Like, he got the sign. But, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, I'm not surprised. Like, I'm surprised the other way. Like, I, I don't understand what a rapper would want to do with someone like Hank. Like, he likes horror movies, I guess. No, I, no, totally, but it's just, 
I gotta let my dog out to pee. But it, it's such a, it's such a weird, um, like dichotomy. Like it's such a weird kinship, I yeah. guess. Like I wouldn't have in a million years expected. Right. Yeah. Well, they're like really good friends, and they collaborated and they wrote this script together, "Sick in the Head," and um, so it was obviously shelved while Frank was doing yeah. like the basket case movies and uh, brain damage and Frankenhooker and um, so when he had his hiatus he decided to like well let's go back and like try to finance this movie um, with RA and um, they had a lot of conflicts with producers obviously because Hollywood of course and they wanted to they wanted it to be more like Saw uh and they were like, because... That's fucking weird. Because it wasn't... I don't know. It was probably too artsy for, for like, producers in Hollywood. And, like, they were like, we want it to be more, like, somber. But R.A. had connections through the music industry, so they were able to land a deal. And so that script turned out to be bad biology. Uh, so I, the only thing that I remember from our pilot episode was us talking about this bad biology movie that came out in like 2008, and I still haven't seen it. Oh, okay. oh there's Kevin! Oh, we're, on the subway. we're on the subway with Kevin, and he's wearing a wig, and it's adorable. It's the Eddie Van Halen wig. Yeah, Shitty Van Halen wig. But yeah, so Kevin Van Hentenrick shows up. He's wearing a weird wig uh, in the subway scene. And apparently the subway scene is the only scene in this movie where they actually had a real filming permit. Yeah. Um, which is fucking incredible. Because, yeah, like, clearly they illegally did everything else. Um, but I love the eighties. I know, right? Like just like some, some wild filmmaking going on, but I love that, uh, Kevin decided to like do a nice little, uh, cameo in this. Um, okay. What the fuck were we talking about? Uh, Frank. Mm, So Frank. Uh, so, yeah, Bad Biology, I haven't oh, yeah, bad watched biology. it. Is it, is it about, a, like, a, a, um, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it about a possessed <laughs> penis? What? I have no idea. I've no, never seen I'm, it. I'm pretty, I've never seen it before, but I'm pretty sure that Bad Biology is about a, a penis with a mind of its own. Phallic creatures yeah. okay it's so like idle hands it's but about penises. people that are sexually unfulfilled because they are drawn together due to their mutated genitalia what what <laughs> he has a thing about genitalia maybe he's got mutated genitalia i don't know why are they drawn together by it well, well i'm not gonna ask him about it <laughs> Um, Okay, so I'm looking at the plot. It says the film follows Jennifer, who's a photographer, and Bats, whoever the fuck that is. Jennifer has an over-evolved hyperactive reproductive system. Because of her condition, she can only be satisfied by very intense sex, which occasionally results in the death of her partners. Okay. So 
I thought it had something to do, like, I saw something about, like, some, like, a penis that kills people or something like that. But it's kind of like teeth in a way. Where, I was going to say, it's kind of like teeth, eh? Where, Jennifer's yeah, like, body, something like that. Yeah, like, um, you know, like a mutation or something like that is creating, you know, a problem or killing people Mutation or seems to be a very prominent theme in his movies. Like, even just, like, uh, the way that Frankenhooker mutates... And, like, in the Basket Case sequels... I mean, Basket the, Case... The mutations of the family members and, and all like, that. And, like, to, to a less obvious and a less affiliated degree, but staying within the same family, obviously the Toxic Avenger is, like, the perfect... I mean, it's on the same, like... You know what? I should really watch the Toxic Avenger It's on the same, but it's the same. Yeah, like, it's he didn't same. create that. Yeah. But, but, yeah. It, but, but, you know what? It's all in the same universe. It's all yeah. in the same. Like, it's very much, like, a he morphed... Has... A morphed... I was gonna say Canadian. Oh, my God. A morphed human experience not a morphed canadian i'm so you're you listen you're either canadian or you're nothing We're you gotta racist. get some of those uh all dressed ketchup chips yeah and, uh, like, pour some uh, pour some maple syrup on that eh but it's like it's like a, a morphed view of the human experience right <clears throat> yeah for sure which is very interesting um I just have to say that this bad biology movie looks bonkers. I really want to watch it. It was also shot on 35 mil- yeah, millimeter so film as well. Yeah, so it looks like it's talking about a guy with, like, this crazy, like, dick. Like, his, it says his sexual encounter with a prostitute. He, so she continues to orgasm for 45 minutes. Uh-huh, been there, yes. Cool. Yeah, like... Um. So, so this guy's penis leaves his body, <laughs> and then his dick returns. So yeah, like okay. What I what I read originally was kind where of true. Go? Where like his dick is like alive and has Holy it's like shit. it's like Elmer though, like where it's like you know I'm phallic, very interested in a this. phallic symbol is like. Like, it went to a library, and, or, like... Yeah. Okay, so he went to an amusement park, he rode the like, fucking roller coasters. So, Frank loves, uh, dicks, apparently. Maybe. Well, yeah. you know what, though? Like, he still has, like, such, um... You know what I love about him, though, is that, like, he's known for, like, these, like, exploitation, like, ridiculously, like, phallic stories. But, like, he also made this movie in 2015 that sounds very intriguing to me. I've always been fascinated by Banksy. And oh, uh, oh, yeah, okay. and uh, so he did this movie in 2015, and it's called Chasing Banksy. Okay. And uh, it's a half-true comedy. It's set in New York City, uh, the art world of New York City, and it uh, centers around the financial troubles that affect a group of artists who are, like, struggling to survive. So, um, this is the half-true part, but they find out that Banksy, like, travels to New Orleans to tag buildings after, like, Hurricane Katrina, and, which is true, like, that part is true, like, Banksy, like, like, he they did go after, and, like, people, like, uh, like, Kevin comes, Spacey, Banksy is Kevin Spacey! Kevin Spacey! <laughs> We figured it out. We figured it out. We fucking turned it to, to Jessica Fletcher and we murdered. She wrote it. Banksy. And he's fucking Kevin Spacey. Shut up. That is a full circle Yo, moment. 
We fucking figured it out. Holy shit. We murder she wrote it that shit. Um, Spanksy. So, fucking Spanksy. Um, he <laughs> actually, he fucking did. Spanksy. This movie actually sounds really interesting, though, because, like, Banksy. Okay, we're listening, we're listening. Yeah, sorry. Go, I'm taking you very seriously. Yeah. Right? Yes, he did actually go to New Orleans um, after Hurricane Katrina, and he uh, tagged buildings that were affected the most affected by the hurricane and people have actually gone and around the world to try like they people have stolen his art like mm-hmm. from walls mm-hmm. and sold it and so this movie that uh frank hennenlauter did called chasing bansky like uh centers around these like struggling artists in new york city like trying to make it and like struggling to survive so they find out about the new orleans the thing they go there with Van and they try to like steal like a like a wall original like an original like wall like, like a wall Banksy. yeah and um it's the the trumpet boy I think is the one that they try to steal and um I don't know it sounds really interesting I heard like I read various reviews like very good and very bad mm. things about it uh but it it sounds very intriguing to me because he shifted from like the sh- the like exploitation to like more of like a truism of like an artistic approach to what is happening with political sure societal like issues because Banksy is very political as well and like maybe he was just very influenced by him at the time so it sounds very very interesting but like since then frank has just been like working on like a couple shorts like one is called son of psycho one is called lurid women which to be honest just sounds like us maybe yes that is us we are lurid women we are lurid women but yeah no frank hasn't he's really just done his like basket case brain damage frankenhook or shit like he made great a few great films that will literally be like look at this even this scene until is the phenomenal this is such like a like a day of the dead there is do you know what i mean like yeah, this scene is to be such a about I don't the lighting know. and the Lots shots and just like yeah like the to light. me that read very day of the dead like it was yeah. very very zombie feature but this man was not supposed mm-hmm. to be a zombie but the makeup effects were great the yeah. like the quivering penis right now. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Dick. So phallic, quivering dick and chocolate sack. You know, and more than that, it's like a, it's like a, it's like it's like a representation <laughs> of of sperm squandered on the ground. It could be like a pro lifer's. It is, and it's like his. Um, this is what happens when you don't jizz inside a yeah. fertile egg. Oh, here we go. This is some From Beyond shit right now. Oh, yeah, no, his head is about to explode. Here we go. Oh, he's got a bubble in his forehead. It's popping. Okay, so Frank Hennenlauder, um... From Beyond, Like, he considers real. himself more an exploitation filmmaker than a horror filmmaker. However, so his parents were very conservative Christians. Yikes. Uh, and yeah. forbade him from seeing yeah. many of the early yeah. horror films like The Tingler, Homicidal. Oh, I'm the sorry. Tingler. And, the yeah. Surprise. And the Universal Monster movies, uh, which Aww. only made him, of course, want to see them more. When your parents are like, don't go and do that, you're, you're like, gonna go I'm gonna do it, bitch. Anyways, um, so he <laughs> didn't want his. Apparently, he didn't want his parents to see basket case when he first 
filmed it and it came out because he knew that they would hate it. So he was like, no, that's not happening. But apparently they like insisted on seeing Frankenhooker. So Frankenhooker... Uh, wait! Police! Don Hennenlauter! Police! Oh, yeah. Don Hennenlauter! Yeah, the, the, the cop was his brother. Okay, sorry, go on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, the first movie that his parents ever saw was... That's Frank hilarious. Frankenhooker, Frank like, of all things. Which is like the worst... Yeah, of all the things. The worst one. Well, I mean, there's like... Mm, Want a date? It's hard because like... You know, do you want to see Belial fucking? Dude, that shit, that scene in Basket Case, I'm sorry, but like, that scene in Basket Case fucking kills me. Like, I love it. And like. That's also the scene, another scene that people walked out on. I love it. Fucking like, Belial fucking dead woman. Like, it's so ridiculous. And like, R.I.P. Beverly Bonner. She's like in all of Frank's movies and she just passed away last year. Like, literally a year really ago, old. like, this month. Okay, so the movie is over right now, but I just want to talk about, um, obviously, we have to talk about John. John Zacherly. Now yeah. we are at the part where we are going to talk about the most interesting person. The most interesting man The, in the most world. intricate... Intricate. Not that's not a word. Well, that I intricate want to use is right now. a word, but okay, perhaps yeah, not the word selected for this particular situation. You're correct. You are correct. And I'm, I'm just here for the soft porno music. Yeah. 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 The saxophones are yeah. so sexy. We are going to talk about. We're going to get into it. John Zacherly. Okay. So we had mentioned that we did brain damage for our pilot episode that we will one day release in the future for our Patreon. And um, at the time, I don't know why, I was very ignorant. And I like literally did not look up this man, John Zacherly. And now that I have, my mind is blown. It's fascinated by this person. And a few months ago, Joe Bob screened uh, brain damage for his show on Shutter, and I decided to watch it because I was like, you know what? At the time, we recorded our first pilot episode, and I didn't think brain damage was like as riveting as the rest of Frank's movies. But I decided to give it another shot. So I watched the Joe Bob episode, and I was like, yo, basically, there's some shit. There is some shit about this fucking guy, and is the most interesting aspect of this movie. And then as soon as I started doing research about this guy, it kind of it kind of brought back memories from our Wishmaster episode when I dug into Andrew Divoff and their personal lives made a huge impact on history and I was just so fascinated. John Zacherly who is the voice of Elmer is the most credited Oh, he is the most interesting fucking actor in Brain Damage. Let's get into it. Um, he is the cool ghoul. I'll have you know Dick Clark came up with that nickname yeah. for him. Sounds they were awesome. very good friends. Him and Dick Clark were very good friends. And um, John would often fill in for him when American Bandstand went on <gasps> tour. Yeah, 
Okay, so American Bandstand before Soul Train. Huge deal. Like Obviously, I'm losing my mind. Dude, yeah. So, like, yeah, no, get that's, this, though. That's a John, John. Saxon. I love him. It. Oh, wait, what? No, John Zacherly, the guy who oh. does the voice of Elmer. I know. Like, so him and Dick Clark were really good friends. And they have a history together. At the time, when they were friends, like, John, like, actually wanted to be on American Bandstand. But, you know, like. I know producers yeah. and everybody were like whatever anyways so okay man, uh man. uh okay rewind rewind before he even knew dick clark john wow this fucking guy such a fucking incredible human being he served in world war ii he was quartermaster in north africa and europe quartermaster is the role of Kind of like the supervisor of like the barracks where he would like distribute yeah. okay. um, like provisions to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he he's originally from Philadelphia, and after World War II, he moved back to Philly and he joined the local theater company. And this is in the early fifties. So after that, he started doing TV acting gigs. And he landed the host for WCAU's Shock Therapy. Shock Therapy was a show that was like kind of like Elvira. So, okay. like, he was the host. He was the horror host. Ro- of the, like, Roland yeah. was his character. And he was basically, this fucking guy looked exactly like Phantom, like the original Phantom of the Opera. Like, he wore a cape. He had, like, a lab assistant named Igor. And they would present, like, all these, like, 50s and 60s, like, old black and white, like, horror movies. And they would, like, interrupt in the middle talk about the movies and all that. Why is it always Igor? Can I just I ask? Know, right? I was going to say that and then I thought, like, no. Let me tell you, Russians named Igor are upset. And Russians <laughs> named... Well, <laughs> no. not only that, but Russians <laughs> named Igor are badass motherfuckers. <laughs> they were upset. <laughs> no, they're upset now. But they're but except for, have you ever seen a man named Igor who is less than? Every time I've online, literally never met I've I've seen a man Igor. named Igor. Igor is always extra. He's always everything. Motherfucking extra. He's I don't been know having to prove himself since 1501. <laughs> I wish I knew an Igor, though. Oh like, my god, me too. Why? I knew Igors in school. I knew Igors. You know in, I knew an Igor. I knew the. I knew. I knew an I Igor. I knew to Boris. I knew a Gretchen. I knew. I knew all of them. You knew an Igor. Yes. Why? Why? Because they're very Catholic, and they all go to Catholic school. (laughs) Um. No, he played soccer though, which is just as bad. I think we're fucking young Frankenstein. Igor. I'm sorry. Igor. Boris. Gretchen, I, I literally went to school with all Boris of them. Boris hurts me a little, but Igor is like a knife to my soul. Igor it's was motherfucking hot, let me tell you this. I also went to school. <laughs> he was, and I went to school. Oh, like, sorry, I thought you meant like, like the hump Igor character, like man. No. Like no, the yes like master. the Igor that yes, you know. Yes, yes master. No. Sexy Igor. No, but I knew a guy named Fatty who was hot as fuck. 
Oh, that's a DDI. Yeah, fatty. Ooh, I love a fatty. Well, fucking John Zachary, his fucking host was Igor on Shot Therapy. But his Roland, his Roland character, like, fucking existed through decades, like, after Shock Therapy. And, um, yeah, so basically, like, like even he recorded a song in 1958 called Dinner with Drac and you would love it Megan. I like listen to it and it's fucking hilarious and it's actually so funny that he wanted it to be on American Bandstand but Dick Clark was like it's too gory. Like it's just too gory for well, Dick Clark was a conservative. Well, it, well, it was just too gory for like 1958. Absolutely, but you have to believe Dick Clark was a conservative. I think he was a dick. <laughs> I was he actually going to say he was a dick. He's and, probably. And, however, Dick not Clark. That, not that there's anything wrong with uh, that. But but Dick Clark actually was not a giant dick. Um, That's he, too bad. He only has small. You know what? Actually, I did some research on him, and American Bandstand was such a huge show that he that sorry American Bandstand was originally in New York City or uh, Philly. I can't remember, but when it was like so big that it got picked up by Los Angeles like. Uh, broadcast like tv channels at the time when segregation was still very prominent in the 60s dick clark was like the one that was like no integration i've is, heard like, that very, yes i've heard that very integral to like not only the show but mm. like like the world in general integration no he was I'm, anti-segregation. A, I, I, I'm a dick you know who's a dick megan is megan's a dick i am i'm i'm the dick I'm the dick. <laughs> What's that from? It's from Romy Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah, yes. I'm the something. I'm the something. Ladies and gentlemen of the audience. Excuse me. May um, I just point out that at this point it's I am packing my fucking bomb. I stubbed my toe and my shoe is filling, filling up with, with blood. blood. So I have to I have go. to go. One day I'm going to use that line on someone. Um, okay, so back to John. How we guys, we have to stop eventually. I'm trying, but you keep interrupting me with your fucking dicks. Okay, so um, he, John Zachary, fucking fought and fold, fucking Ford World War Two. He folded it. He folded it. And he was friends with Dick Clark. And he also hosted an animated show called Chiller Theater in the 60s, as well as a disco show in full costume called Disco Teen. So Disco Teen was kind of like Soul Train, but it was like teenagers just like dancing to disco. Disco Teen sounds like a drink. Here, why don't you get yourself a diet Disco Teen? Ew. So later in the 60s and early 70s, John, he moved on to radio and um, his... Because he had a face for radio. (laughs) No, like he had like a huge... No, he was ugly. I'm serious. He looked like fucking Phantom of the Opera, man. Yeah, exactly. And And not the Paul Stanley version. (laughs) (laughs) I am so jealous that your sister got to see that on Broadway. Anyway, so like, okay, so when John moved to radio... John Mellencamp. John Zachary. Um, this episode's never gonna end. You keep prolonging it. 
Uh, he hosted a few rock stations <laughs> My parish. for the next 10 years. And he was a prominent fucking like DJ in radio history. Like he actually introduced the Grateful Dead in a 1970 concert at the Fillmore in New York City. And the sound clip was actually recorded and put on the live Grateful Dead CD in like the later 90s, which is actually pretty cool. In the 80s, he played the wizard on Captain Kangaroo, which was like a kid's show. Here comes Captain Kangaroo. I remember that shit. Yeah, well, he was the wizard on that shit. And he also narrated the Raven while backed up by the Philly Orchestra, which is kind of cool. And then he also hosted the show Horrible Horror. And a couple years later, when he met Frank Henenlotter, he also had the cameo in Frankenhooker as the weatherman. I did know Ooh. that. That is so fucking the weatherman. Probably had a spooky kiss. There's a slight chance of dicks today. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Raining penises. So it's then this episode dicks. will never end. Hallelujah. <laughs> You're doing it. You're the one that's doing it's it. It's raining dicks. It's Rain and Dixon, the Weather Channel. Sticks. So then he went back to radio in the 90s, and he hosted a show called Spirit of the 60s. But then he left the show in the late 90s because they fucking changed the format to alternative rock and hired new new DJs. And he was like, fuck you. I mean, that's like not a bad run, though. Like, that's like 30 fucking years. I know, right? And um, in 2010, he starred in a documentary. This is actually very interesting. He starred in a documentary called The Aurora Monsters, which focused on the Aurora Monster kits of the 60s. Like, do you remember in the 60s where they had, like, those, like, kits where they Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, so, like, there is a huge world of, like, people who collect those, like, monster, like, fucking, like, kits of the 60s. And um, Dennis Vincent... The guy who owns the Dungeon Classic Movie Museum in Connecticut, we need to fucking go there. Fascinating. We need to go there. Because it's like all the old classic, like, monsters, like, Frank, Frankenstein, Dracula, like, all of the, like... Crown Dracula, I love him. They're all... They're all... (laughs) I heard you. I heard you, and I love him. far from us, man. Like, and I've seen this museum. Like, it actually looks incredible. And, um... After that, like, he continued making con uh, appearances until he died in 2016, at age 98. Um, There's even a book. There's a book about this fucking guy. It's called Good Night, Whatever You Are, written by Richard Scrivani. Like, the... The like this guy like John Zachary was like a huge fucking deal in horror history in general and like the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia inducted him into the Hall of Fame. That's a fucking and oh last thing I'm gonna say last thing I'm gonna say fun fact about fucking John Zachary the guy who voices Elmer in Brain Damage his niece his niece Bonnie. Oh. Is the creator of My Little, Little Pony. Oh! Oh! Yep, that's right. Ah! Bitch! Ah! Ponies are jizzing right now. Oh, I forgot about the 
bronies. Oh my god. There's Never a forget the bronies. bronies. There's so many wonderful yeah. things that I Yeah, so like his fucking niece are... is the creator of My Little Pony. I had a fucking My Little Pony. Everybody, every everybody, girl did in everybody, the 80s. everybody. That is a very interesting fact. I did not, I did not know this. Also, one more thing about John Zachary in this movie in general, but. The reason why he went uncredited for so long huh. is because Brain Damage was a non-union film. Uh-huh. Obviously, because Frank Henenlotter doesn't give a fuck. He didn't get, like, permits. Right? He only got permits for the subway. And John Zachary was a member of SAG, of course, and so they would have been fined for doing a non-union role. For John Zachary, so they left his name out of that. So I have a question about that, though. Mm. Does that mean that he like got paid under their table? Maybe, or just no, because he did it out of the kind like as not creator? under their table, but perhaps if he goes if he goes uncredited, then no, he wouldn't have been. Well, I mean. <laughs> Yo, 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 yo. I'm curious about that. Well, maybe I'll read his biography. I'll read the book by this man, Richard Scrivani. Dick Scrivani. Yo, Dick, I'm going to read your book, yo. Can I just, like, there's a lot of dicks in this movie. When? Did I miss them? Well, I mean, like, just in general... There's a lot of dicks. Like, a lot of mention of dicks. There's a lot of mention, because we mention them, for sure. Maybe in the actual movie, movie, do they mention dicks? Maybe we just mention dicks a lot, in but the movie, it do they? seemed I don't like there so. was an abundance of dicks. In the 80s, oftentimes... Penises. An abundance of Richards. <laughs> I often find a lot of dicks in There's 80s movies, Richards, though. a lot of Richards, actually. What the fuck is up with Richard? This just like in the eighties. What's up with the girls named Shirley and Brenda? No one gives birth yeah, in two thousand twenty-one like, and goes, "I'm a name her Shirley and Brenda." Unless you really love Shirley MacLaine, which is great. No, 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 no. She's Listen, rare, I am not like, shitting I mean, on those cool, names. I'm not. Like, yo, that's rare. My mom's name. You want to know my mom's name? Kathy. Bitch. The last time one of your girlfriends said I had a daughter and named her Kathy. Never. Let's try to remember Never. that. You're, you're Never. talking to like the most immigrant name like ever you can think of right Yasmina, here. your name is very Canadian. <laughs> it's like I would go to Saskatchewan and I'd run into 10,000 Yasminas. Are you serious? No, bitch. I'm obviously agree. yanking your fucking <laughs> Muslim chain. I also actually have no idea how no one knows a Yasmina in general? It's, I feel like it's definitely more common now. I've actually noticed that it's actually more common now. Like, fucking, like, Cobra Kai, there's a character named Yasmin, and I was like, no, 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 I'm sick of that shit. That's yeah. not your name. It was definitely very difficult We need to say goodbye. Up. We need to say goodbye to our friends, okay? <laughs> Guys, legit there is gonna be a, like, We need to say goodbye to our friends because Mama Stints is about to get real offensive, so we need to say goodbye to our friends. poking me over No, I just want to slap your pants because they're so shiny. La, 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 la. Shiny. Yeah, I can We need that. to say goodbye. <laughs> okay, I however... Uh, we digress, and uh, how now I love I love my lame I love my name now. Love your lame now. I hated it growing up. 
so like people how much do we digress with names that they hate i just got a message for you uh you know what love love it just like Embrace that shit. Embrace that shit. Morgan, what's your middle name? Fuck everybody else. Wait, Morgan, what's your middle name? It's not cool. Morgan, what's your middle name? Lee. Lee? But Mercedes' name is Wait, middle name what's is cool. your middle name? I don't have one. Your middle name's Lee? Yeah. Yasmina, I don't mean to leave you out. I'm like, wait, Bruce Lee. Okay. Morgan, Morgan. Morgan Lee? I'm Megan Ray. We're both the most country-ass white people who are not country. Megan Ray. I guess I'm like a, a, um, a country person. Like Morgan Lee. Surname. My sister has a cool. Yeah, Mercedes name, has a really cool fucking middle what name. What is it? It's Sherida. Mercedes Sherida. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a three-letter name like ours is. So no, you guys are cool. It's three syllables. No, I'm it's cool because Yasmina. Yeah, you need name. a three-letter middle name, and it's gonna be so. She's Lee. I'm Ray, and you're gonna be Yasmina. Do. Dow, do. How about like Richard, aka <laughs> Dick? <laughs> um, or, or, do dadu. Do dadu. No, do dadu. You know what? I'll just fucking marry a random person and then I'll no, put in like you a don't need to marry name anyone to have this name. The we one thing that I ever agreed with my parents was that they did girl, not girl, give me girl. a middle name. Because you know what? I yes, Mina. I will say one thing Nazmina. about white people. You have fucking white people with your fucking middle names. What is the point? I, I don't know. I want, I want, I want your middle name to be. Okay, you know what? How about you guys and our our listeners who truly care? Why don't y'all give me a middle name? <gasps> I'm living for this moment. I am uh, giving you guys the task of providing me with a middle name. Morgan, edit out the entire episode. Only leave that we're deciding Yasmina's middle name. <laughs> there you go. This is so important. Yasmina, Yasmina, Fofina, Bobina. Guys, listen to your Girl, friend Megan. Listen to your friend Megan. Get that Fofina, Bobina, Momina. I, I don't vote a, for that. Fuck what anybody else says. I got something to say. I'm concocting you. So though. I just have one last thing to say. Me and my best friend in high school, Dana, we used to do this thing where we would touch make each up other. Lies. Sorry. That too. That too. We actually like everybody thought we were lesbians. Sorry. Um, no, we used to do this thing where we would like lie to boys, like just for fun. And um, one of the lies that we would tell boys was that my middle name was Chiquita. Can you say that? Like my full name there? Yasmina Chiquita. Yasmina Chiquita. Yasmina Chiquita. So like one guy that she dated believed it and like told us things. And she was like, check mark. Check mark, this man is stupid. I'm pretty sure we also told him that the scientific name of the penis up with him immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately. That relationship would have been like the Like <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> you're not a dinosaur. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get out of those history books. I love fucking with people so much. It's so fun. 
I feel like on behalf of oh, Morgan, especially, we're just going to say goodbye at this point. Because Morgan has to edit this episode, which I'm sure she's going to edit all of this out. But Holy um, fuck. We oh, love. Oh my God. We love you guys so much. Thank you, you so much still recording. for sticking with us like throughout this time. <laughs> this time that we are so drunk. These ridiculous episodes. We literally like, we just don't give a fuck. Literally, we just like fucking do whatever we don't. We, want we don't. Like, I'm trying. I'm gonna go take my makeup off right now. Away. We're grateful yeah. that people listen, even though we don't give a fuck. We're grateful that we are grateful. I mean, like, we give like because, somewhat of a fuck, yeah. but no, like, no, we no, 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 don't no. We don't, really we, don't we don't ever cater or tailor our our we post our views. We post. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't cater or tailor our views to to whiskey condone to be um palatable to any certain structure or like right we 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 do what we do and if you like it you like it and you might have liked it last week and you might not like it this week but hey i didn't like me last week but i sure do like me this hey man sometimes and i i hate listening to myself like to be honest like i'm just like wow i'm really annoying like fucking stop saying like but eh, whatever we grew up in the 80s and 90s it's in our fucking lexicon bitch we're valley girls Fuck you. Yeah, it's just the way it is. If you don't like it, don't fucking listen. We love you, Frank Hennelotter. We love you, uh, Kevin Van Hentenrick. And we love you, listeners, for sticking with us and listening to us. And fucking be true to yourself and fuck everybody else and say something inspirational, bitch. Suck it. There you go.